I was looking for new rugby boots. I came across various websites and social media pages and none, zero, had any female rugby players wearing any boots or any type of kit. 2.7 million female rugby players that play. You can't even get one of them. I'm sure someone will post for a picture for you. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line and I'm Poppy Cleal. challenges that I faced at the time I just thought it was normal I just thought oh this is what you've got to do to play to play rugby I didn't realize that the young boys my age weren't having the same issues now looking back I can't believe some of the stuff what we went through what we had to do and how like far we just have to, to to travel just to play a game of rugby my dad would drive us to the game I don't even wouldn't like to guess how many miles around the country. But on the way, we'd have to stop at this roundabout to pick up this person, stop at the next roundabout to pick up that person, just to be able to play a girls' rugby team on the Sunday and just have enough numbers, just so we had like 15 players to play, play a game of rugby. When I was six years old, me and my identical twin sister started playing rugby and we've played since, never given up, never had a weekend off. I've loved rugby ever since I picked up the rugby ball. You know, an example of, of the sort of things that me and my sister had to do to carry on playing rugby is we uh, played for a team from the age we were uh, about eight until 11 until girls could no longer play at that age group. So we had to move clubs completely because they didn't have an age group that we could play in at all. We moved clubs and then that club didn't have enough players to play for an, an age group and we still couldn't play rugby so we had to move again. And then in the end we had to like form four teams together from all across um, the, the county, like the, well, the next door's county. I've got a, a close mate actually, she now plays for Wales and she always gets asked, how do you start rugby? And she went, oh Poppy and Brian and Clue, they, uh, I played on their hockey team they just dragged me down one weekend when they were short. And since then... She's now gone on to play rugby for Wales and hopefully next year she's going to a World Cup as a, as a Welsh rugby player. So all because we were short on the weekend and I needed her to, pl to play on the wing for me. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Obviously I've had many setbacks and the story that me and my sister had I think I was 16 years old. My dad came in and he knew one of us was selected for England, like England under-18s, but the other one wasn't because when the letter came in the post, one was massive and one wasn't. So he knew one had the documents in to say, sign this, send it back, and the other one didn't. So he had to sit us in rooms and Bryony got selected and I didn't. As much as I was happy, I was so disappointed, so upset. You can imagine, I'm pretty sure I went into my room and cried. You know, these things come and, and test us. Here goes Poppy Clear, smashing away through. Into the corner, Poppy Clear. Nothing was going to stop her from here. Poppy, I would say, is an incredibly knowledgeable player. Uh, she knows the law book in and out. Um, and that's probably to say she knows how to exploit it too. I'm Claudia MacDonald. I play rugby for England and Wasps. She is an individual that I would always rather have on my team than against me because, especially as a scrum half, she's the first person to make your life 
a nightmare as a scrum half uh, at breakdowns when you're trying to kick and she's charging them down trying to score a try. She's a player that can create lots of things on a pitch. You know, she's very creative. She's got a great skill set behind her. I think in training the other day, she put in a massive grubber that went about 60 metres just because she's got that in the tank um, when she needs to use it. Ruthless and hardworking would be my final two words on her as a player. <laughs> Poppy's been doing some brilliant work trying to create equality, trying to create noise, I guess, around the inequalities between men's and women's rugby. It's incredibly important. I think she's a really well-known player. Like, young players always have Cleal on the back. Like, they want to be her when they're older. So I think it's amazing for them, especially, to see somebody who they look up to, somebody who they consider a role model, making an influence on how the rest of the world works. Rugby's been in boys' schools and available for boys for like 10, 20 years now. The moment you play at school, everybody loves it, right? You, you're out on PE, you're blowing off your steam, you're not sat in a maths class, you're absolutely loving rugby. Whenever I go to any schools nowadays, the kids just love rugby, they love getting outside, throwing the ball around. There'll be so much missed opportunities, so much untapped potential um, still out there, even now. The girls coming through, they had the opportunity at university and now they're playing rugby for England. They're professional athletes in rugby, which they picked up by chance at a university. Imagine if they'd picked up 10 years earlier in school, at an after-school club or in the curriculum. As a, a young female trying to make their way in sport, yes, you had to be 100% more committed. You didn't get those chances again of, of a trial or a, a, a match or someone coming down to watch you and any chance you got, you had to take it. I used to get like, taunted, I'd say, at school for playing rugby. Definitely very negative words were used about the fact that I wanted to play rugby for England, that every weekend I'd become um, with bruises in from rugby and things like this. And if I wasn't, a, I think, as a strong individual, I might have stopped, I might have given up, and I'm pretty sure there's people out there that have because of those reasons or aren't proud, and I think that's the saddest part, that they're not proud to come into school and be like, oh, I'm, I played rugby at the weekend and I scored my first try because of the fact that someone might go, oh, that's a man sport, that shouldn't be for girls sort of thing. It just creates another barrier for young girls and, and females in sport, and there's so many that that's the, the hard part. Body image in young females is still a massive massive issue and um, that things that put, could put people off with like um, your menstrual cycle and how you deal with that especially on a rugby pitch abuse on social media as well if you're seeing other females like a high performing athlete getting abused for it on social media what do you think you're going to get if you, if, if you like took to social media and stuff like that so yeah there's, there's so many things I was looking for new rugby boots like at the start of every season I wanted to look cool with my new pair of pink shoes and I just thought right let's go looking for the best pair and the moment I started looking um, I came across various websites and social media pages and none zero had um, any female rugby players wearing any boots or any type of kit they didn't have an ounce of anything to do with females in sports and I thought well this is a bit funny because I'm pretty sure me and my friends play at the weekend 2.7 million female rugby players that play. And I thought, you can't even get one of them. I'm sure someone will pose for a picture for you. And it's like we didn't exist. It's like we don't play, 
we shouldn't play rugby. That's what the, the vibe it gave me. Like, I don't know if they, they didn't meant to, but that's just the attitude and the, the vibe I got from, from that. And I just didn't think that was right. They don't need to know that females play sport. It's okay because they've got the men to do the job. I just thought, hang on a minute, this is, if I'm feeling like this, someone else out there must be also feeling like this. So um, I just posted a little post on my social media to, to raise awareness of it and just thought, let's see if other people feel like this. Lo and behold, hundreds of responses. And I thought, um, what's best to do this rather than just post on my social media and, and tag a few people? Because I'm pretty sure they don't reply or go into their DMs and they'll never see it again. And I thought, let's write to them. Let's see if we can get as many people as possible to write to them to first make them aware that we have an issue with um, it and then also to like create some solutions, say, you know, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? I did feel a little bit of apprehension about doing it. A little part of my brain that thought there might be some backlash if I posted on my social media. Will I lose sponsors? Will no one be interested in working with me in the future? And then I thought, that's ridiculous. Stop being ridiculous. If they do, that's their loss. I couldn't believe it, the amount of support that I got. I think we had 300 people write an email to them and lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, there were some female athletes wearing some rugby boots on their, on their site. The amount of messages, the conversations that I started with so many people around the country that said, oh, thank you for giving me the confidence to do this or thank you, you can see the change. Sometimes it's hard to find your voice, but once you do find it, there's not many negative things ever, ever come from it. I didn't think personally that they would listen to me. But they didn't actually. They listened to 300 other people that wrote them an email. And like I said, together as one voice, we're a lot stronger and, and we made that change. My name is Jessica Hayden. I'm a rugby journalist at The Times. I saw Poppy's campaign on Twitter. She was tweeting about her campaign and how she wanted to call out these brands that weren't including women. In the women's rugby community, it went viral. Everyone was sharing it. I was seeing it from professional men's players, ex-players. There were huge names sharing this campaign and basically just calling out, actually, this really isn't fair. I think that that's how the campaign kind of really took off is because all these players, women and men, were saying, actually, yeah, this is a problem that I encounter every day. And Poppy was the first person to really speak out about it and say, this might sound like it's not a problem, but really it is because it's indicative of a wider issue in rugby. It's made other rugby players, other women's rugby players, be able to speak out about these things. And we've seen other campaigns take off, like the hashtag I care movement, because of that kind of player activism that Poppy was one of the first people in this generation of women's rugby players to start. I felt the responsibility as a professional athlete to, to say something because if I'm having an issue and I'm this is what I do for a living, I've had 20 years in, in the rugby industry, you know, I'm very passionate already. Imagine someone that's just found rugby, that's just thinking about getting their first rugby boots and they, they can't see anyone that looks like them playing rugby, they can't see anyone that they've got that, um, that common interest with. We all came together, we all had one voice, one common goal, and we actually achieved something. And it just took that one person to put us through an Instagram, which I promise you did not take much of my time. But the rest of it did, but that did not. From that one part, the amount of change we've gotten to this day, they're still posting about female sports. Poppy is one of those characters that the game just thrives on. She is larger than life. She cares so much about everything that she does. I think that's what makes her world class. 
Poppy Cleo inspires girls to play rugby, I'm sure, because of how fantastic she is on the pitch. And the the current generation of women's rugby players have become a lot more approachable, I think. And they have social media, they're loud on social media, they talk a lot and they engage with their fans. And I think that this campaign is a way of Poppy really engaging with those young fans. The overriding feeling was just that sense of togetherness and that sense that as a female community, we are strong. We we do have a voice. We, we are valued and we should be listened to. So I think that gave us a little bit of added motivation and inspiration. It was just a nice, probably a nice moment in my rugby career as well to know that all those people are out there supporting women's rugby. It's not just me with my flag waving it sort of thing. There's, a, there's hundreds of other people also there, also passionate about women's rugby and also like pioneering for, for change and things. It made me look at my my career a little bit differently and how I wanted to leave not yeah well I'd probably say like legacy or how I wanted to change things and leave sort of my shirt once I retired because you can't play rugby forever as much as I'd love to you, you just can't I'm gonna have to retire one day and as much as I want my achievements in rugby to be um what I'm remembered for also I wanted to make sure that females coming through the the game didn't have the same barriers and the same and came across the same issues that we did um and that a young girl who might steal my shirt in 10 years' time. Actually, will I still be playing? I'm not sure, but that young girl coming through the system that might steal my shirt didn't give up because they were bullied at school. They actually get, kept going because they saw a female rugby player on the TV and they thought, actually, no, there are other people out there that play rugby. I'm going to keep going. There's hundreds of other um, inspirational females working in, in female sports and one of them's Judy Murray. Um, I actually had the privilege to meet her the other day and she was an absolute legend. We need the younger generation to start to speak up about some of the things that really affect them. You know, as Billie Jean King said to me many years ago, if you don't make a noise, nobody hears you. Poppy got off her butt and did something about it. She didn't just talk about it. She actually went out and, and, and did something about it. She's standing up for something that affected her, but was also aware that it affects all women um, and, and girls that are playing her sport. And it's not just her sport, it's, you know, it's other sports as well. In football, it's only guys' shorts, so they're far too big, they're far too baggy. You know, we want something that's, that, that's more fitted. And for many years, they were always white. So for girls, that's an absolute nightmare at certain times of the month. So there were, there were many things that, that um, kind of stood out for me in terms of what, what she spoke about. I think when someone like Poppy steps up and does something exceptional like that, we absolutely praise that and, uh, and applaud that and encourage her to, to continue. The aura she gave off, she just had women's sport at, at her heart and it just drove, she drives everything she does and the incredible work she's doing with young, young female tennis players and getting them involved. Also in, in, in elite females in tennis as well around the country. She's definitely a, a role model for me, definitely 100%. I'm also a huge believer in growing the female workforce and certainly in sports coaching. Certainly in my sport, it's about 80% male coaches and 20% female coaches. And I am constantly arguing that we need to improve that that balance if we are to not just attract more girls into our sport but to retain them to ensure that those who perform within the sport are getting the right kind of training for their bodies for their emotions 
tennis is probably the most equal of, of all of the sports in terms of opportunities to earn a living, to be uh, in, in the media. And the reason for that is that 50 years ago, Billie Jean King and nine ladies who were playing, obviously, on the women's side of the game, took a decision into their own hands to break away and form a women's tour. And it was a massive risk for them back then. They had to start, absolutely start from scratch, but they were so fed up at getting 10% of the gate money and the men getting 90%, and they believed that they could attract crowds on their own. Tennis is where it is because of Billie Jean King and these, and these women who stood up and spoke up and believed in themselves. We need many young women like Poppy to really take the bull by the horns and stand up for what they believe in and really see it through because we can all talk, but actions speak louder than words. You might argue that the women don't have big enough audiences or we don't create enough revenue, we're not profitable. But I think I'd challenge that with... I'm not sure the men were profitable in the first 10 years they went professional. It's taken 20, 30 years for them to create um, a sustainable programme and market. And I think we are at the start. We don't even have to copy the men. We can be our own completely different, different journey. When I'm looking forward, I do see the sky's the limit for, for women's sport. I just see how good it could be, you know, how good was the cricket in the summer? How good's the football been, you know, on BT Sport? Just turn it on. And the women's football on BBC the other day just flipped it on. Insane. Like, I'm so jealous of the, the young players coming through right now. And where's, where's women's sports going to be in 10 years? Because um, I do really see it's going to take off and it's going to be an incredible asset to, to the sporting world. Personally, like I said, I just want to keep driving forward, making sure that when I see something that can be done a bit better... I don't just sit back and watch. I'm, I raise that question. I, I pose that question. I don't feel like I'm going to be out there advocating and beating the drum, but I'm very passionate, I think. <laughs> and sometimes I might just have to. But yeah, I think if I'm passionate about something and I see that it's not right, I'm definitely more more inclined to, to speak up about it because of what's happened in the past. I don't think that I could keep silent and not say anything just because I can see how much as a female community we can come together and create change and a sport can give so much to somebody in their life. Why would you not try your hardest to promote it to make sure that everyone's having the same opportunities, everyone can get the same value out of it and, and enjoyment because my best memories in life is, is playing sport, is playing in a team. At Sarries, you've got very dedicated fans, so the occasional cleal on the back of their, their shirt is... It's sort of like you don't believe it. You're like, what? You're like, oh my God, your surname's clear as well. They're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's sort of unbelievable to have um, someone with your name on because they've watched you. And it's, when they've got number eight as well, that's cool. That's also so cool. Hold up. 